welcome to Women Who Sarcast and Real Deep Shit. I'm Kathy Barron. This episode is just you and me talking about real deep shit. So let's jump in. The changing of seasons is happening right before our eyes. You can tell because the ads for pumpkin spice everything are everywhere. And also because I'm sure you've stored away all of your white clothes until next year. Are you a sweater weather kind of person? Do you like wearing your wellies to skip in the piles of leaves and trounce in the puddles of rain? Are you happy the seasons are changing, or is the transition into fall a tough one for you? The fall season brings cooler temperatures, gorgeous views of multicolored foliage, and the decline in sunlight hours. Not only does the change in seasons affect your clothing options, it can also mess with your body and mental health. Let's talk about one culprit involved in the changing of the seasons. The dreaded daylight savings time, a.k.a. spring forward and fall back. As a side note, daylight saving time is not plural. So don't add an S to savings, because what are we really saving exactly? So whose bright, no pun intended, idea was it to implement daylight saving time? My trusty friend, History.com, gave me some answers. First of all, Benjamin Franklin was not the founder of the idea of moving clocks forward. He penned a satirical essay in which he calculated that Parisians, simply by waking up at dawn, could save the modern-day equivalent of $200 million through, quote, the economy of using sunshine instead of candles. He was merely proposing a change in sleep schedules, not the time itself. We can all thank Englishman William Willett for leading the first campaign to implement daylight saving time. Mr. Willett had an epiphany while on a horseback ride one early morning. This epiphany? That the United Kingdom should move its clock forward by 80 minutes between April and October so that more people could enjoy the plentiful sunlight. He then, in 1907, published the brochure The Waste of Daylight and spent much of his personal fortune getting the measure passed in the British Parliament. Unfortunately, William died in 1915 at the age of 58 without ever seeing his idea come to fruition. Germany was the first country to enact daylight saving time on April 30, 1916, to conserve electricity. And weeks later, the United Kingdom followed suit. Now, with the United States, are you in the camp that believe the United States implemented daylight saving time because of farmers? Well, you'd be wrong. Contrary to popular belief, The agriculture industry was opposed to the time change when it was first implemented on March 31, 1918, as a wartime measure. The sun, not the clock, 
dictated farmers' schedules, so daylight saving was very disruptive. Farmers had to wait an extra hour for dew to evaporate to harvest hay. Hired hands worked less since they still left at the same time for dinner. And cows weren't ready to be milked an hour earlier to meet shipping schedules. So if the cows aren't ready to give it up, you'd think Congress would have some sympathy. After the national repeal in 1919, some states and cities continued to shift their clocks. Daylight saving time returned during World War II, but after its repeal three weeks after war's end, all hell broke loose. States and localities could start and end daylight saving whenever they pleased, a system that Time magazine described in 1963 as, quote, a chaos of clocks. Finally, in 1966, The Uniform Time Act was enacted, which standardized daylight saving time from the last Sunday in April to the last Sunday in October, although states had the option of remaining on standard time year-round. Around the world, only about one-quarter of the world's population in approximately 70 countries observe daylight saving. In the U.S., Hawaii, and Arizona do not observe it. So guess where I'm going to move to? And it's not Arizona. So does daylight saving time conserve energy? That would be a hard no. A 1970s U.S. Department of Transportation study concluded that total electricity savings associated with daylight saving time amounted to about 1% in the spring and fall months. As air conditioning has become more widespread, more recent studies have found that cost savings on lighting are more than offset by greater cooling expenses. Economists at UC Santa Barbara calculated that Indiana's move to statewide daylight saving time in 2006 led to a 1% increase in residential electricity use. Some also argue that increased recreational activity during daylight saving results in greater gasoline consumption. Well, now that we are depressed about hearing the real dirt behind daylight saving time, that cows aren't giving it up an hour early, and we're using more electricity and more gasoline... Let's talk about how the change in seasons affects our body and mind. With summer turning to fall and warm weather dipping into cold weather, our circadian rhythms can get out of sync. Our circadian rhythms help control our daily schedule for sleep and wakefulness and is influenced by outside, like light and dark. Our brain receives signals based on our environment and activates certain hormones, alters our body temperature, and regulates our metabolism to keep us alert or draw us to sleep. Adults should have a regular bedtime and wake times and aim for seven to nine hours of sleep every night, which I don't know about you, but I maybe get five to six good hours. So sleeping... Nine hours every night would be a godsend or too much sleep and I'd feel worse in the morning. Hard to say. 
Adults reach their most tired phases of the day from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. and 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., which is probably why we're also tired after we have lunch or we have our sugar cravings around 2 or 3 every afternoon. How does our circadian rhythm get out of sync besides having to follow a ludicrous law like daylight saving time? Stress, work shifts with erotic hours, jet lag, poor sleep habits, which can include eating or drinking late at night, watching screens too close to bedtime, or not having a comfortable sleeping space. Maintaining our circadian rhythm is vital to our health. Any disruption to our rhythm can cause health conditions in the long term. Short-term disruptions may result in problems with memory or lack of energy. It may also take longer to heal an injury. But don't despair. There are many ways we can reset our circadian rhythm and get back on track. One is to adhere to a routine each day. Spend time outdoors when it's light outside to boost your wakefulness. At least 20 minutes of daily exercise is recommended. Avoid alcohol, caffeine, and nicotine in the evenings, so day drinking is encouraged. Power down any screens well before bedtime and engage in something not digital, like reading a book or meditating. Don't nap late in the afternoon or evening, which I'm sure all of you have that problem. The changing of seasons can also cause people to experience seasonal affective disorder or SAD. According to Psychology Today, about 5% of Americans experience seasonal affective disorder every year. SAD is seasonal depression, and it's thought to be related to changes in light levels outside. It can cause depression ranging from mild to debilitating for months at a time. Fortunately, SAD is highly treatable, often with light therapy, outdoor activity, and medication if needed. If seasonal changes are difficult for you, what strategies have you come up with to make the transition from season to season manageable? I'd love to hear what those strategies are, so drop me a line at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com, or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at womenwhosarcast. Thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast, an independent podcast. We welcome and encourage your snarky comments. Contact us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at womenwhosarcast. Support us on Patreon and become part of our sarcastic community. Visit www.patreon.com backslash womenwhosarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbasiani.